In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, beloved children of God, and welcome to Saturday in the 30th week in the ordinary time of the church this year. Today being the 30th day of October 2021. Together, let us call upon the Spirit of God to come dwell in us and among us. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dearly beloved children of God, the title of my homily today is Humble Yourself Before the Lord God. Humble Yourself Before the Lord God. The first reading today is taken from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 11, from verse 1 to verse 2, from verse 11 to verse 12, and verse 25 to verse 29. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Luke chapter 14, from verse 1, in verse 7 to verse 11. Dear children of God, humble yourself before the Lord God Almighty and you shall be exalted. Today in the gospel reading, Jesus has another, had another, another encounter with the Pharisees as it happened yesterday again, still on the Sabbath day. And here he is in the company of Pharisees, those who are, if you like, the most knowledgeable in the laws of God and in the teachings of the scriptures as contained in the Old Testament, the scriptures of the Jewish people, the, Ju the, 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 the Judaic religion. And what was the issue at stake today? The issue of pride and humility. The Pharisees, given the advanced and the advantaged position in the society, as at the time of Jesus, would always take undue advantage of every situation and people. Sitting in exalted places and uh, attracting unto themselves the respect that they do not merit by their way of life. Dear children of God, today Jesus uses a very serious parable, therefore, to teach them a very crucial lesson. And this lesson, as a matter of fact, it's for you and I, the people of this generation. It's not just for Christians, it's not just for Catholics, it's not just for believers, it's not just for those who profess faith in any religion at all, but for every created human being. Why? This is because those who humble themselves, even as the scripture puts it, shall be exalted. And they have been exalted every day in our very before. And those who are proud, God himself will humble them. Yes, pride still goes before a fall. Beloved children of God, Jesus in this parable teaches that we must learn to be humble. He gives this parable telling them a man organized a, a, a feast and many were invited. And he says, some went taking the high positions, going to the most, you know, um, exalted seats. And the host would come 
and say, young man, please come, a greater person, someone higher than you has been invited for this occasion and needs to sit in that exalted position, you come to a lower position. And that will be a big disgrace and a source of shame to that individual. And Jesus will teach us rather that we should learn to take the least place so that the host, the one who has invited us, will come and invite us from that humble position to an exalted position, to the admiration of all present. Children of God, this has been one of the major problems of the Israelites and especially the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, the religious leaders of Judaism. Because they feel they know so much, they cannot understand how the Messiah, the Savior of the people of Israel, as promised by God the Father, will come from such a low state, from a very humble background, and be as a common human being, yet, you know, purporting to have come to save humanity. And so they couldn't see in Christ the Messiah. With all the signs, with all the prophecies given about the Messiah in the prophets of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and the host of others being clearly manifested in the person of Jesus Christ, they still couldn't accept that reality. They couldn't accept that fact because they see Jesus to be too low for such an exalted position, a rank that is only of God. That is why they cannot understand how Jesus can lay claims to being one with God the Father. This is the same problem St. Paul was stressing in the first reading when he talks about God himself making a choice of the Gentiles to save them in order to humiliate the people of Israel and to arouse in them a positive jealousy that will eventually lead to their conversion. Seeing the, the glory of God being made manifest among the Gentiles, that will perhaps prompt the Israelites to return to the Lord, believing that the Savior indeed has come in the person of Jesus Christ. My dear friends in Christ, Christians of today, believers of this day, are hardly different from the Jews of the time of Jesus Christ. We know so much that we want to teach God himself. We know so much that we want to judge on on behalf of God. We know so much that we want to condemn on behalf of God. We decide who should live and who should not live, who should enjoy God's blessings and who should not. We become so exclusive in our Christian way of life that we don't have room for the others. Dear children of God, Jesus is calling us to order today to reflect and rethink, to have an introspection of our very selves and see how much of God we need in our lives. The wealthy would want people to come lie down before him, beg him in order to do what he should do by right, fulfilling his responsibilities. Some people want the church leaders, you know, pastors of souls, preachers of the good news, priests to come, you know, worship them before they can contribute to the growth of the church as though they are doing the priest a favor, forgetting that by putting to judicious use the resources with which God has blessed them, they are working out their salvation. The educated live as though the uneducated are not equally a fellow fellow human beings. 
And so they treat them with disrespect, with um, disgust and all of that. Pride. Those in offices, you come to them in the hospitals, in the ministries, in the embassies, at the airport. People that should serve you who are being paid by taxpayers' money, supposed public servants, come extorting money even when they are supposed to be doing their job cheerfully. Because they feel you cannot do without that services at that point in time. And so you are at their mercy. And they have to treat you the way they feel good about. The young no longer respect the elders because they believe in their physical strength, the use of weapons all around, to intimidating even those who are um, legitimately installed as their leaders. And in some instances, you see leaders being kidnapped, some being maimed, being killed, being subjected to all kinds of ordeals. Children disrespecting their parents because they think they are educated and their parents are not as educated as they are. And then they see their parents as knowing nothing. Dear child of God, I want to tell you, no matter how educated you are, there are things the person you see as uneducated know that you do not know. As a matter of fact, in academics, the more specialized you become, the less you know of other areas, at least by presumption, even if it is not a fact. And so there should be room for respect for others. Dear children of God, we need to learn to treat people with respect. We need to treat people with love. We need to treat people with compassion. We need to be kind in our relationship with others. And let me tell you again, dear child of God, humility is at the foundation of every virtue. Humility is the soul of success. Humility is the sustenance of prosperity. Without humility, no matter how exalted you may be today, there are every chances that you will fall. Without humility, you can hardly live a holy life. Without humility, you will rarely enjoy the goodwill of people, at least in long term. Dear child of God, pride it goes before a fall. Pride is actually the canker worm that destroys the soul of the society and destroys the being of a man. Pride ruins us. Pride leads us to greed and selfishness. With pride, you don't know why you should forgive those who have offended you. Pride is the root, the seed of all the vices you can think about. Every form of ungodliness grows out of pride. Humility, on the other hand, is the very seed of every virtue. When you are humble, you will be contented. You will not be greedy, you will not be selfish. When you are humble, it will be easy for you to forgive those who offend you because you will no longer hit your hand on your chest and say, do you know who I am? I'm going to show to you. You will rather in humility acknowledge your own limitations and see why you should forgive those who offend you. Not because they have the right to, but because you pity them as those who are weak and, you know, short-sighted and limited in their own way and capacity. With humility, you are kind. You show love and mercy to others. Dear children of God, today, Jesus invites us to imbibe the life of humility. 
Let us humble ourselves before God, that God may exalt us. Let us humble ourselves before God, recognizing and appreciating the need we have of God, the need we have of, you know, one another, and the necessity of trusting in providence. Let us humble ourselves and recognize the fact that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and learn to see others as part of us, the human family. And together, we will build a society where justice, peace, joy, tranquility, progress will reign and abide abundantly through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.